Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am your hostess with the mostest on the Wedding Dish Podcast and the CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss, Sarah Alipin. And um, we currently have our little French bulldog, Bud Clouseau, in his podcasting chair, but I have a feeling he will be going down for dinner in a few minutes, so you may hear some little shuffling. Um, I am so excited to be bringing you today's guest. So today we are talking with a married human and brilliant entrepreneur. Cherie, thank you so much for joining me on The Wedding Dish. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting to be here. I know. It's so fun to talk about your wedding, especially when you're an entrepreneur and it's like not what you normally talk about when you're doing these things. I know. When you asked, I was like, I mean, sure, I've got a wedding story or two. (laughs) You have more than a wedding story or two, and we are going to tell them today. Okay, let's see if we can get one or two told in in this podcast episode. That'll be fun. All right. Well, so let's start with, um, tell me how you met your now husband. Okay. So I met my now husband in high school at a a high school basketball game. It was like two opposing teams they were playing. And, you know, like any teenager, I lied to my mom and told her I had a ride home from the game and I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> and I found one at the game, and I also apparently found my husband at the same time. So, <laughs> yeah, so that is how we met. The rest is history. That is so funny. And how old were you two when you got married? Um, oh, good question. Eight. I was. Was I eighteen? I feel like I was eighteen. He was twenty-one. We were wow. super young. You were super young. Super young. Yeah, because we got married in Jamaica, and the only reason I was able to drink is because it was, like, not in the U.S. <laughs> it's like, thank the Lord. That's so, – I was actually just thinking, was that why you had a destination wedding? It probably is. Knowing myself and that version of me, that young uh, version of me, yeah, it probably had a lot to do with it. But also – um, half my mom's family is Jamaican and I had a lot of like summer vacations there and I just loved it. And I was like, beach wedding. Yes. Sign me up. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. And you all have been married. I won't, I won't call out how many years, but more than a few at this point. We have been married for quite a while. Like it's very intense to look back and be like, wow, like, here we are because we don't have like a great example. I hate to say that, but we don't have a great example of like people who have been married for like five, 10, 15, 20 years. So I feel like we are actually like that young version who is able to set the example for those generations coming, you know, after us. That's so interesting. Um, and I never, I wouldn't have thought about it, but yeah, I mean, I, and you, you have, three kids now, although two of them are twins. <laughs> four. I have four. You have four um, kids. Yeah, four kids. And one of them is so crazy, uh, is 19. One of them is 19. One of them is 16. And yeah, the twins will be 13 um, in just about about a week or so. So you've been married for a few years. <laughs> yeah, we've been married for, what is that, 17 years? Like, it's a long time. 
is a long time. And it's so crazy because we've like seen each other grow up, as you can imagine. We were so young. Yeah, you were like babies. I know. We were just doing big things at a really young age. We actually bought our first house when I was 18. So maybe I was married at 19. Yeah. We just, yeah, we hit, we set goals and we like to hit them early. Wow. Bravo. Look at you. you. Look at you. So how was planning a destination um, wedding? Like what was that process like for you, especially being so young and probably not have having been to a ton of weddings or like, you know, it's not like you were around weddings all the time. So how was it to actually plan and execute a wedding in a destination that you don't live in? You know what? It was, I love projects and I love event planning. Um, And this is what really set the stage for that. Like it gave me this goal, right? Like this goal, like, yes, we're going to get married in June on the beach in Jamaica. You start there and you have to figure out how to get yourself there. But like as someone who's 18, like fresh out of high school, like actually I think I just finished like my first, maybe first and a half year of college, like I had never taken on such a big project. So this was like mildly overwhelming. I possibly was the stereotypical bridezilla. Um, And a lot of things did not go as well as they do um, when you're reading like, you know, blogs or like the wedding magazines or you're watching like bridal shows. I think there was a bridal show on TV at at, at this time. And I was just like pulling ideas from everywhere. So like the first thing I did was like go to David's Bridal and get this book that they had, which was like a wedding planning book. And it like walked you like through, okay, you're going to need centerpieces. And now you're going to, you know, you're going to need your dress and you're going to need a bridesmaid. And like walked you through like piece by piece and told you all these, all these facets of the wedding that I'd never even considered. I mean, talk about like buying tool and wrapping up, you know, candy coated almonds and like figuring out how we're going to ship these to Jamaica. Like, do they come with us? Like, who's going to hold the dress on the plane? Also the baby carrier. You know, it was like a lot of things happening. And I just took it like I do everything just one step at a time. So just one step at a time. Just I started with where we were going to have the wedding and um, I mentioned my, my mom has a lot of family in Jamaica. So, um, it was like a distant uncle who had like this set of resorts. He had like three resorts. So they just told me like, choose which one do you want? Do you want, like, there was a garden hotel. There was one that was on the cliffs and there was a beach one. And I was like, Oh, we have to be at the beach. Like, that's where I want to be. We can take pictures at the cliff. Cause it was just pretty to look over the water with these jagged rocks. Um, but yeah, so that was very easy. And then you know, um, most of the resorts in Jamaica have like a wedding planner or someone on the staff who's going to like help you through the process. So that's what they did. You know, like, okay, we have this chair and this chair. Usually people have rum cake. Definitely. You know, what's your signature drink going to be? So they really helped me. Um, and I just had to be like open to ideas and a lot of feedback. Cause again, I was like 18 and like every woman in our family had feedback. Oh, I'm, I am, (laughs) That does not surprise me at all. That is just like, I think, I think that is one of the most common surprises that couples have is the amount of people giving you feedback. Oh, no. Yes, that is not surprising for me at all. 
probably because I had I was already a young mother and the amount of feedback I received by having like our first child at such a young age. Oh, I already knew everyone was going to have an opinion and you have to do this. You have to go there. Yes, of course you want, you know, your wedding cake. If you're getting married in Jamaica to be a rum cake, it's like traditional, like, uh, for your, you know, signature drink, why wouldn't you have rum and punch? You know, it was just like, everyone had something to say about everything. Um, (laughs) so it ended up being like, you know, a mosh posh of like, feedback from different people that I took and like just created what um, I felt good about. I like that you heard what everyone had to say and you picked what felt right to you. I mean, it's easy to say that now. I probably wasn't (laughs) tactful in my, you know, acceptance of said feedback in the moment. But now, 17 years later, looking back, (laughs) yes, I definitely listened to feedback and took what worked for me. Um, because it's your wedding, right? You have like one, hopefully time or, you know, maybe possible more um, to do this. And I just wanted it to be something that like I could look back on and be like, oh, like this was so wonderful, like cherished moments, you know? So one example of this was like feedback that everyone, everyone knew we would regret this decision. And we went through with this decision, even though it was not, uh, what the popular opinion said we should do. And it was (laughs) our garments. I had a full princess gown with tons of tulle. Tons of tulle. Oh my God. In June in Jamaica. Yes, ma'am. All right. And if that wasn't hot enough for one person, everyone on my my husband and everyone standing with him had on full tucks. Like... (laughs) People <laughs> like, you're going to die in the Jamaican summer. And I was like, oh, we're from Atlanta. It's hot here, people. Like, we can do this. Like, it's not going to be a big deal. We got down there. That Jamaican sun is so different than I remember, you know, being in like second grade or third grade, you know, playing, you know, at grandma's chicken coop or something. And on the beach and you're in all of these layers and it was just so hot. And I was like, okay, so this is one moment that, I mean, the pictures are beautiful, but we were miserable in those outfits. We um, had to change out of them definitely uh, after the picture. After the pictures, we changed into less formal attire for the reception. (laughs) So you did an outfit change, but before they were cool. (laughs) Yes, we did. Thank you. I love that. That is hysterical. And that's such a good point because it's not like the one, the sun is super strong there, but also the humidity is brutal in Jamaica. It was a mess. Like some of the pictures, like you can, you can visibly see like my husband like sweating. And I'm like, remember you insisted on wearing that three-piece suit? Remember? Like you wanted to wear that. And it was like just what we envisioned for our wedding and we didn't I didn't want to be in like a tiny like you know satin dress that was like super cool um I wanted the princess gown that's exactly what I wore I that is hysterical I mean look like you should wear what you want to wear you should get the pictures you want to get um but you have to be willing to deal with the consequences exactly And if that meant changing before the reception, like we left our guests waiting for so long at the reception. That's one thing I do feel bad about. Um, because like I told you, the other resort 
it wasn't next door. We had to drive, we had to get in the limo, pack it all up, get in the limo, drive to that resort, take the pictures, and then come back. And then by that time, we were like so hot, we needed to change. So, you know, all your decisions will have consequences. You can make it very easy on yourself um, and think through or try to think through as far as you can. But at some point, you just have to accept what you've decided to do and just, you know, roll with it once once the day comes. Yeah. And I think, you know, keeping in mind like that that is the way that it, it will potentially be and being like continuing to pack your patience, if you will. Mm, yeah. Um, mm. Because otherwise what happens – and I, I do see this happen actually more than I – more than – more than you would think at weddings is the couple will start to snap at one another because they're hot or they're uncomfortable or the shoes don't work the way you think and um and and you know it's just the the thing is like that doesn't feel good for yourself later um mm-hmm. like when i snap at anyone it it haunts me like it's one of the things that i wake up in the middle of the night and i'm like dang it why did i have to say that to somebody like 5 years ago yeah yeah, that's true. That's true. But and you really I, remember it at your wedding. Oh, 100%. Like your wedding memories are amplified. You remember oh, yeah. That. You are going to remember more things than anyone else from that day. And you're going to be thinking back on this for so many years to come. You know, you just, <laughs> it's a lot. It is definitely a lot. And it's so funny because like you remember certain things so vividly and completely forget so many other things and like have no memory of them if there aren't pictures of it. Yeah. Okay. That's another thing. That's another thing. Um, I was just going to tell you, I didn't even, th- I didn't even wear shoes. You were, <laughs> I didn't even wear shoes to the wedding. You were saying something about shoes and I was like, I didn't even get to put the shoes on because it was, it just wasn't going to work in the sand. <laughs> I would have so, been barefoot on the. It was barefoot, not on purpose, but you know, just just roll with it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So the planning of that destination wedding was I tried to take on as much as I could. Like everyone had suggestions, feedback, recommendations. I took what I wanted and I planned my wedding. And I think if I had had someone designated to be like my co-planner, or if I had hired a planner, I think it would have been difficult for me. Because I really enjoyed having the control to say no, um, or we're going to do it this way, or I really like what I just saw in this magazine or saw in this show and I want to implement it, but I want to put like my own twist to it. So it really just like gave me the freedom and creativity to just do what I wanted to do. And I just, yeah, I just really had a good time with it. That book was, I totally forgot I even bought that book until you just brought it up. And I was so excited. Guys, I'm such a planner. Like, I remember going to David's Bridal. Like, forget about these dresses right now. We're not there. Like, I just wanted that book. And then I'm like, oh, I love that book. I took it everywhere. I love that so much. Knowing what you do now, and we'll talk about it at the end of the episode, but knowing what you do now, that everything about this makes total sense. (laughs) I mean, you literally just showed me before we started recording a planning book that you made for summits. I know. It's it's just so funny how things pan out. It's just you never know where you're going to be. But that was like such a joyful like experience. Stressful, but joyful to look back on. I love that so much. So 
I know after you got married, you kind of did something unique with your honeymoon situation. So um, I think sometimes when you're planning a destination wedding, it can feel like you don't know where you're supposed to go for your honeymoon or when you're supposed to do it because you already maybe have taken time off work and a million other things. So I think it's really helpful to hear a little bit about how you did your honeymoon and you did it very non-traditionally, but also in a very strategic, well-planned way. Okay. Well, I love the way you described that. But again, in the moment, this is, this is like the honeymoon was like the farthest thing from my mind. It was like getting people to the wedding, feeding them, all that stuff. That's what I was really focused on. So the honeymoon, I was like, we're in Jamaica. That's the honeymoon. But once we got there, I was like, well, we've been staying in this room for like a week. We already been here a week. We've been staying in the same room. So like, this feels weird. <laughs> this feels weird for this to be our honeymoon. So it just so happened one of um, one of the guests actually purchased as our wedding gift a stay for us at another like resort, like an all-inclusive resort. Um, because I told you we were staying at like a family, like friend, distant uncle's resort. It was not all-inclusive. Like it was very like the local vibe. So when we invited people down, that's what they got. Um, so he was like, no, go test out this resort. You can't come to Jamaica like as an adult and not go here. So we're like, okay, this is fun. Let's go do this. Like we're like open-minded and we're like, let's, well, let's just go, you know, experience this. So that is what we saw as being our honeymoon. So, you know, we were, we were really excited. The place is it's just a very adult resort where, you know, clothing is optional and, and there's just a very adult environment. So kids were not welcome. Our kids, no kids, all that. And we, we went around and, you know, we're so excited. Like, oh my gosh, this is like a cool experience. We're going here. Blah, blah, blah. And everyone is kind of playing with us mentally. Like, hey guys, we'll see you over there. Oh, we also got tickets, you know, and they're kind of talking about this. And it wasn't until we got there and then I um I saw my my father walk past us while we were sitting outside and I was like Jesus <laughs> what is he doing? And it was almost like that one person who is like not in on the joke and they don't realize that it was a joke. So he actually booked like a stay to come there. So it blew the night like it, it blew the night, it blew the stay completely. We had to, you know, stay in close proximity. Because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be at a clothing optional resort with this man walking around on the loose. Absolutely not. So we said, this is like the worst case scenario that could ever have happened. And we went back to the other resort, left him there. Um, and then we planned, <laughs> when we got back to Georgia, we said, that was the worst thing. Like, I cannot even believe that just happened. We have, we need to go back and like actually plan like another trip, like just for us. So that's what we did. So that one was a bust. It would have been a great experience had that not happened, uh, but it did. And then we decided like we would go back. Um, we went back a couple months later in that same year. And, you know, just took two weeks for us to just relax on the beach and just have a good time. I, you know, that first of all, that's hysterical. Um, <laughs> and I get why that would blow the entire experience. Yes, it did. It did. 
but that's, you know, that, <laughs> I'm not even going to say that's something that, you know, you could plan for. I just, it's just one of those things where someone didn't understand that it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, God. So, yeah, but I mean, I think for people who are doing a destination wedding, if you can, uh, like, compartmentalize the stay, you know, like the first, you know, like we were there for like a week. That was mostly like, you know, working with the florist, which I probably could have done beforehand, but I knew we were going to be there for a week. So, you know, visiting family and all that stuff. Um, so you could like split your trip up. Like you could spend like a couple days just finalizing details and like sightseeing. Then, you know, you have your wedding at, or the rehearsal dinner and then the wedding. And then, you know, after it, you leave wherever you just were and go somewhere else. I think that's like, that would be my preferred way to go about it is to leave wherever the wedding was and go somewhere else. That way the guests aren't there. And it just feels like, you're in your own space. You're in your own like environment. And honestly, if you could do it somewhere that had a completely different vibe as the first one that you were at, like the first resort, I think that's even better. I agree. I think, you know, and, and even if it is on the same island or like yeah. nearby to the original location, that change of venue really resets your brain. It's kind of like, um, like I don't, won't do any work. I, this is such a weird Thing that I'm going to relate it to, but I won't do any work in my bedroom because I that's my bedroom is for like personal life and mm -hmm. sleep. Um, and my office is for work, and that can bleed into like the family room, but it can't bleed into the bedroom. Um, and I, you know, it's two doors from my office. I still love that. <laughs> I love that though. You need separation of spaces, and it's just like it's a mental shift. Yes. And if they exactly. are different, I mean, it could be on the same island. We didn't even go to a different town. We stayed in Negril the whole time. We just went to two different resorts. We went to one that was more like family style, where everyone we knew was still there. And then we went to one where it felt like we were definitely on vacation and, you know, everything was included. And there was tons of water slides and things, you know, like just a lot of activities happening. Like it was a complete party atmosphere. Um, so it was, would have been a great separation. there. <laughs> it was later. And also <laughs> giving you a very funny story. It's certainly memorable. <laughs> I know so many memorable things, you know, happened at the wedding, but this one by far like stands out. Like anytime I even think about my wedding, I'm like, how can you like not <laughs> talk about this? Like, it's just so crazy. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. Okay. So I, I appreciate you uh, telling, sharing all of this. And I, I do want to give a minute to talk about what you're up to and why it's so funny that you went and bought that David's Bridal book <laughs> and the planning and like all the things. Cause I think it's just, it's such a reflection of your personality. And, uh, so I want to tie that all together before I let you go today. Um, so Cherie, where can people find you online and tell me what you're up to? Okay. Thank you for doing that. Um, well, you can definitely find me online at ShereeCollier.com, which is where I try to keep a personal blog. Um, but it's really the summithost.com, which is all about planning and hosting virtual events, which is why it does tie so effortlessly 
into the planning of this um, this wedding because this was like the first event that I ever planned. And I mean, this one gave me so much like to learn or so many opportunities to learn like in this one event that um, over the years, there's been so many more opportunities. So yeah, you can definitely find me at thesummitcoast.com. We are, well, I don't know when this is airing, but we will be gearing up for our signature event, Teach Me How to Summit, coming up um, October 16th through 19th. And that is an event that basically is teaching online business owners. Like, you know, if you are a wedding professional, if you're a business coach or digital course creator, digital product product creator, um, any type of online business owner, how to scale your business using virtual summits and virtual events to uh, create an event that delivers impact. So yeah, that's where you can find me. And I'm speaking at said event, which is, uh, and hosting a breakout room, and I'm on a panel, and I'm hosting networking socials. So I She's am, doing all the things. <laughs> I am very excited about teaching how to summit. I also think it's a really, like, summits are such, they're like a large scale event. So it's kind of like a wedding. But the cool thing about it, and you know, I know you said online business owners, but also you used to run lit. I mean, can I say what you used to run? Yeah, yeah, you certainly can. Um, so you used to run Live Camp Work, which was an RV. Um, like she, so they were RVers, the yes. Collier family, and um, they traveled all around the states and Canada. No, we did not do Canada, um, but we did travel east to west um for about eight years in that rv or in those rvs we have three across that time um yeah and that's actually where i got the the first idea to host a virtual summit like i've hosted so many of these inside the rv community um and i even like spanned out and did hybrid events where you know we had a um, a virtual one going and then also live meetups at different campgrounds happening at the same time so um, they actually, yeah, uh, they definitely started the whole thing. So yeah, you're right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say just virtual business owners, um, because you definitely can have an in-person business. Um, and you can also not have a business. You can just be out here, you know, being a, you know, doing your crafts or, you know, maybe you're a hobbyist or you just have a real passion for something. A virtual summit can definitely take that uh, to the next level by just igniting that audience, bringing them together and then filling your funnel with a ton of excited and engaged new potential customers. I really want someone to do this for people planning their weddings. I think it would be such a cool idea and like bringing everyone together to accomplish that and like being able to celebrate with other people and and to get feedback and have that community of people who are also getting married. Um, mm. I think that would just be such a fun summit idea. So if someone does that, um, first of all, if you're thinking about doing that and you can totally steal my idea. Um, but if you're thinking about doing it, definitely sign up for Teach Me How to Summit so you have the tools to do it. And let me know because I think that would be just such a cool thing to do. And I think it would feel so good. And also, it could be very lucrative. I think so, too. You might need to be the person to do that. Bring bring that idea to life. Add it to your plate of all yes. the things. Of all the things that I <laughs> do for 
<laughs> you and I are serial entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes this fun. That's what makes this fun, like bringing new ideas to life. So yeah, if anyone does that, let us know how it goes. We'll yeah, sign up. I, yeah. We're first totally. registered. Totally. We will, both of us would probably speak there <laughs> if you uh, need speakers too. Yes. Um, if you're looking for funny wedding stories, definitely let me know. I'll give you all the details. <laughs> I am always looking for funny wedding stories. It's my favorite. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into the Wedding Dish podcast. And thank you, Cherie, for coming and sharing your expertise and your experience. Um, I really just enjoy chatting with you so much. I'm sure that's shocking since we were – it's been – what we've been on this call for an hour and a half um, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We have. And an hour in, we decided, let's go ahead and record the podcast. Yeah. Maybe we should move forward with this. Um, <laughs> you can find us online at theweddingdishpodcast.com or on social media at the Wedding Dish Podcast, And we'll share a um, link out to Teach Me How to Summit so you can easily RSVP for this awesome free event. And you'll actually get to meet me if you sign up. So, I mean, that's fun too, right? That's um, a bonus. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? You don't even have to um, come to my area or anything. Um, so I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you for tuning into The Wedding Dish, everyone. Give us a follow, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting app. And until we meet again, cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>